Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Friday. End of the week. It's Good Friday here on Text Talk. It's always Good Friday. It always is. Yeah. And we're excited as we're winding down the work week. We come to the weekend, which means Sunday. 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 If you're in the Tampa area, we sure hope you'll come out and worship with us at Livingston. All of the information is found at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Yes, and you can email us with any questions that you have about what we're doing at the congregation, about what happens here on Text Talk, about what you're learning in the Bible, at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We're happy to hear that. Comments, questions, any of that. Come see us. Come talk to us. We also enjoy it when you rate the podcast and share it with your friends. Yes, yes, that is wonderful. But I guess at some point here, we actually have to get to Hebrews chapter 5. Sure. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5, I want to read the last paragraph as it is found here in the English Standard Version. So that's going to be verses 11 through 14. About this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. You know, one of the first things I see in this reading today is the reminder that while Hebrews is obviously scripture written in the first century inspired, it is written to Christians who have been Christians for some time. Yes. Right? That earlier, I think it was at the beginning of chapter 2, there was this warning about drifting mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And as we go along, we're going to find um, you know, recurring encouragements. Don't slip away. Don't, uh, don't let it go. No unbelief cropping up in you and, and so forth. And here's another one of those time indicators that uh, at least to the view of the inspired writer, you all have been Christians long enough you ought to be teachers. Yes. Which is which is really kind of the opposite of the warnings of uh, you're going to drift away, you're going to fall away. This is that you should be advocates, you should be promoting, you should be explaining all this stuff. You're not where you ought to be. And I'm writing a letter that's trying to call you to account, that's yeah. trying to pull you back. <clears throat> Here's something really interesting. Let me th- throw out a Inclusio. I don't know if it's an inclusio. I think we're seeing a section here start okay. beginning because there's a word right here in verse 11 mm-hmm. where he says, about this we have much to say. It is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Yeah, dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. That word is only used one other time in Scripture, or in the New Testament. That word is only used one other time in the New Testament, and it's actually in chapter 6 and verse 12, Mm -hmm. so that you may not be sluggish, the ESV has, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. What does yours say, the New King James in 6.12? It's actually sluggish also. Okay. So that's the only two places— With a marginal note, could be translated lazy. There you go. That's, That's the only two places in the New Testament where that word is used right here. I think we've got a little bit of a package that's mm-hmm. talking about don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. And the fact that they are not teachers at mm-hmm. this point is the fact that they have been lazy. Lazy, lazy of hearing? Lazy would, of would hearing. Would that be what it be? 
Yeah, but which which is a different picture than rebellious. Yeah, it is. This is a being lazy is a different picture than rebellious. In, in this rebellious is like I don't like it. I ain't gonna do it. I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. What what our Hebrew author highlights is that a big danger, a thing that can take us away, mm-hmm. is just being lazy in how we listen, wow, and how we pray, wow, and how we study, and mm-hmm. how we apply. Mm-hmm. And how we focus, which which does take us back to the passage you brought up, the drifting away. Right back then, we used that picture of like being on a boat. Yeah, and but how, maybe maybe we should use the picture of a lazy river. <laughs> you ever been on a lazy river <laughs> and just get dr- drift down the yeah, river you and just, you you just sit lost. in the tube and you just go and you know and you watch the sun and it's just pretty and you don't realize <laughs> you how don't far even, you've gone from the all, campground at all. Yeah, yeah. But that issue of just how how easy that happens. It happens imperceptibly. And with laziness, a lot of times when I'm lazy, which Mm -hmm. I am at times, and I am in, uh, you know, there's some um, arenas of life where I'm a workaholic. There's other arenas of life where I'm kind of lazy. And so it's not an either or thing when it comes to how we live our life. But he's talking about with your spirituality, this laziness, this, this drifting and Man, one of the things I'm picking up out of Hebrews again and mm-hmm. again and again and again, especially as we've talked about, you know, do your best to enter the rest, strive, fear lest you don't enter the rest, lest you right. fail. Right. It's it's the Hebrew writer is seeing something in his audience that even though right now he's going to claim they're faithful, right now he's going to. In fact, in chapter six we'll see that he's going to say you guys are still obeying. He's seeing something where he's seeing laziness and complacency, and he knows where that's going to lead. Yeah. And he's like, if we don't stop it now, if we don't nip this in the bud, you you guys reading my letter think this could never happen to you. You think that what the Israelites right. did in the wilderness could never be us. Right. But it can be. It can be. And here's a place where it starts. That's a really great point. Um, one of the things I see here, an echo of another New Testament book, is he has been going along so far and expounding upon the glorious Christ. And now we're starting to talk about this other order of priesthood, the order of Melchizedek, and he says, of which I have much to say. I want to tell you a lot about Jesus. I want to tell you about, I mean, really a significant theological truth here about this priesthood, but you're going to struggle with that right now because of the laziness. We've got to go back. You need milk. You need these first principles things, so we're going to do a little review time. i tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the beginning of the book of Jude. Mm where Jude starts out saying, boy, I wanted to write to you about the glory of our shared salvation. I wanted to, uh, but I found it necessary to write to you uh, to in order to uh, exhort you to contend for the faith, mm. once for all delivered to the saints. I wanted to say about one thing, but we've got this whole other issue that is so much more immediate, and now I've got to, uh, I think with Jude, I mean, it's very much a call to arms and a little bit of a rebuke of go get into the fight. Here it is. I want to. I want to tell you these great things, but we, we got to go back, and you know that's a blessing. I think for you and I who come later to get elementary principles laid out. But it wasn't a real great thing for them. He wanted them to be teaching all this stuff and even beyond it. The laziness here really does extend. Or how do I want to say this? He he's still talking. What he just said about Jesus. All right, let me say it this way. What he just said about Jesus is Jesus learned obedience through suffering. Yes. When I think about the places where yes. I am 
most lazy in my life. It's huh. usually you, you, the things that I, it's, it's because that's the thing I don't like to do. It brings that, suffering. Yeah. Not, not in the sense of like, you know, getting beaten while I clean out the garage, you know, that's, well, not, no. you know, it's not, it's not like I'm, I'm having lacerations and being nailed to a cross, but it's just like, it's boring. It's awful. It's well, work. I mean, I'd I, rather go read a book. I'd rather go watch TV. I'd rather go play a game with my kids. Hey, look, I'll confess to you. I don't like exercising. I don't like getting all sweaty. Yeah. I don't like feeling the burn. Like, I don't like it. Most of people look at me. This is why we don't have video, right? Right? (laughs) That's exactly right. Like, you know what? I believe that, Andrew. I believe you. I believe (laughs) you. (laughs) But, But if I would do those things, and when I do those things, they're good and they're right to do, but I don't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to say, you know, I'll, I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired right now. Uh, this other thing's more pressing. And it's just real easy to, what, deprioritize mm-hmm. those things that I find difficult or unpleasant. And bodily training is some of some value, but godliness is of value in every way. In all ways. And here we're talking about the fact that sometimes godliness is that kind of painful. Yeah. That that the work that it takes to be in the word, to be reaching out to people and exhorting, to be worshiping, sometimes it's not always fun and it's not always pleasant. And it's this it's this dullness of hearing. Mm-hmm. It's this dullness of well, looks the scripture is challenging. It takes yeah. work. We talked about prayer. Uh, what was that yesterday or the day before? And we talked about how prayer is work. Right. When when we're struggling at it, and it can be easy to become dull or sluggish or lazy in these things. Well, how how would this tie in the, then to like a, a James one, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves? So James is saying that you got to practice what you hear. You got to practice what you learn. But it sounds like with the Hebrew writers, uh, they're not even l- listening well. <laughs> Well, because they're not listening well, they're not doing. Mm-hmm. And that, that gets us down to this this bit at the end, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Yeah. That's actually calling another Old Testament picture to mind. In fact, one of the very earliest stories was about someone who was told, don't eat from that tree. And what are we going to call that tree? We're going to call that tree the knowledge of good, good and, and evil. evil. Okay. Don't eat from that tree. Mm-hmm. And what does the tempter do? The tempter comes in, the serpent, Satan, comes in and says, oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. You know, really, if you eat from that tree, you'll learn about good and evil. You'll yeah. become wise yeah. like God, knowing good and evil. And throughout Scripture, we find out that this business of being able to discern between good and evil, knowing good and evil, is a sign of maturity. I think clearly throughout mm-hmm. Scripture, we recognize mm-hmm. that God was going to train Adam and Eve in wisdom so that they would be at that place. Yeah. But what the devil comes in and says, what the enemy, the tempter comes in and says, is I got a better way. Mm-hmm. I've got a better way. You, you, you really want to know about good and evil? Why don't you eat from that tree? And what Eve does is she deals lazily. She knew the word of God. Mm -hmm. She knew what it said. Stay away from that tree. Adam had passed that on to her. Stay away from that tree. In fact, they were even saying, don't even touch that tree. And I've heard people make all kinds of claims about adding to the word of God. And I guess what I'm just going to say is I think what Adam and Eve understood is that when God said, don't eat from that tree, what he did not mean was, you know, go take a nap under that tree, climb up in that tree's branches. Pick the fruit and polish it and decorate your house with a bowl of that fruit. 
just don't eat it. Just don't eat it. I just think they understood it. that what God was saying was stay away from that tree. Yeah. And and they grasped that. So she knew. She knew what the word of God was on this. But now this temptation has come in, this sin, this deceit. And her heart, because of her lazy ears, mm-hmm. her heart was hardened mm-hmm. to the word of God. And she developed an evil heart of unbelief which led her to be incapable, not not in a, in a sense that she's not accountable, but it led her to be incapable of making the right choice because she... Discerning it. Yeah, she's not... She Here's how she would practice this choice. The temptation has come. It's going to mean a little bit of suffering. You're telling me I'm not going to get something I want, but you know what? I'm going to do what God said anyway. And that's how we practice it, by doing what God says anyway. Well, and, and it, it speaks to this, that... Uh, if you have to discern, if you had to distinguish what is good and evil, uh, that means that the evil's going to hide itself sometimes, right? That's right. It's something that might be good. And what's actually good might appear to be, I don't know, difficult or painful or yeah. you know, with much tears. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And well, you have to understand what's right and what's wrong and, and choose to do good. And the reality is, if you go back to that story in Genesis when it says that that tree was a delight to the eyes yeah. and it looked good for food, that's actually said about all the trees of the garden. Mm-hmm. So this this wicked, evil thing did not look just on the surface as different. How did they know it was wrong? Because God said it was wrong. Yeah. This is what God said. Now the tempter has come in yeah. and is painting an even better picture saying, no, what you heard from God, that's not true. Your idea about God's word, that's not true. She started listening to that instead of listening to God's word. That's mm-hmm. dull mm-hmm. of hearing. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the deal. We've, as we've walked through Hebrews, we've recognized how the author is saying, if you're not careful, you're going to commit the same sin as the people in the wilderness. Right. If you're not careful, you're going to commit the same sin as Cordathan and Byron. Right here he's saying, look, you guys are in danger of committing the same sin as Eve. Mm. You've had the word of God. You know the word of God. Don't get lazy in how you listen to it. Yeah. Don't get sluggish. Hang on to it. Grow. Become not only obeyers but teachers. That's where you mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. Pray, obey every day, and teach. There you go. <laughs> Pass there it go. on. Pass there it on. Go. Well, we're so glad you've joined us for Hebrews chapter 5 this week. Lord willing, new episodes will drop on Monday, and we'll be talking about Hebrews chapter 6. Can't wait to get with you then. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for the week. Uh, several episodes on Text Talk that we've been able to walk through Hebrews chapter 5. And we, we are greatly exhorted and encouraged today, Father, that we, we need to be uh, into your word and, Father, uh, devouring it, uh, the milk and the meat, all of it, Father, and to use it, put it into practice. Father, we pray that we might have good wisdom and good discernment for what is evil and what is good. Father, that we might have courage and conviction and faith to choose the good, to obey. We pray, Father, that we might rely upon you and draw upon your strength in prayer and trust, Father, in your will, that yours is what's right and it is not our own. And so we pray, Father, that we might surrender to you and serve you in this way. Help us, Father, to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.